Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Inside AgriTurf and I'm your host Chris Biddle. Now for those of you new to this podcast and wondering whether you're in the right place let me explain. Yes our focus is on everything relevant to farming and food production as well as the care and upkeep of sports grounds stadiums, golf courses and the like. But it's not about the products they use, it's more about the people. Developing their skills, personal development, well-being and much more. Issues that are relevant to those working in agriculture and turf care, yes, but which are also relevant to virtually anyone employed or self-employed in business today. It's a sector packed with self-starters entrepreneurs, innovators, visionaries and technologists. And as the pressure builds to grow and supply enough food to feed a growing world population and meet environmental challenges, many of the brightest minds are forming startups to solve issues that the corporates can rarely tackle effectively. The numbers are revealing. According to the Federation of Small Business, SMEs account for three-fifths of UK employment, and that's around 16.8 million people, or 61% of the total working population. They are the beating heart of the UK economy. They are agile, responsive, and are the epitome of a can-do attitude. And as they grow, they often boost local economies by offering employment to those who can share the dream and want more than a job. They also want leadership, security, training and guidance. But what about the founder of the company? Who guides him or her? For this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Ollie Austin, one of the founders of a networking group called Startup to Stand Up. Created to facilitate peer-to-peer advice, ideas and solutions. Hi, Ollie. Uh, welcome. It's great to catch up. Uh, that sounds a uh, terrific initiative. What's what's your background and how did uh, Startup to Stand Up uh, come about? Thanks for having me on here today. It's an absolute pleasure, Chris. Absolutely. I was born in uh, South East London, working class uh, upbringing, went to one of London's largest comprehensive schools, and it was uh, a real education, fantastic education, to be honest, Chris. Loved it. Always felt an absolute desire to, to help others, develop others and where, where I could. Strong sense of team and moral teamwork is really important to me. I started my first business in 2000. We executed that in 2018. And I joined Vistage, which is the world's largest peer-to-peer group for CEOs and founders, probably in around uh, 2015. And I see almost immediately the importance peer-to-peer networks can have for particularly founders, support, networking opportunities. And when I exited my business, I thought, let's start up our own one, but just for founders, because we felt that the founders are the ones who carry all the risk. They're the ones who have the responsibilities, the, the onerous conditions on them set by banks and other things. So we felt they were the ultimate risk takers. They were the uh, wealth creators. And we felt it was important to set up um, 
a peer-to-peer group, which is secure and safe for them to come in every week and talk about what's important for them. What's going to be affecting them in their business? Is it a challenge now? Is it a hurdle in six months' time? Whatever it is. And we've carefully created groups within Startup to stand up to have a wonderful balance. So you've got first-time solo entrepreneurs sitting uh, side-by-side every week with um, founders who may have had several weeks. Now, there are uh, other networking organizations, aren't there, such as Vistage that you mentioned, that are perhaps uh, more geared towards the larger corporates. But I, I get an impression, Ollie, that Startup to Stand Up is more appropriate to smaller startup entrepreneurs. Yeah, recently. So we have a wonderful array of businesses, um, all sectors, businesses, mainly tech, probably say that we're around 70, 80% the overall community, but businesses that are pre-revenue and the scale, we've got businesses that are turning lots of reoccurring income in the B2B space. And that's what makes it work. Diversity of founders with different sector backgrounds, with different types of businesses. When you sit in a room and you raise something, if we were all founders, first-time founders, solo entrepreneurs in prop tech, you will get the richness, the wonderful responses and answers that you're seeking. When you're sitting in a room with founders from all different types of sectors and all different uh, backgrounds and levels of experience, that's where the gold is, Chris. Yeah, interestingly, I see that Harry Wyndham, who is involved in the agritech sector through companies supplying bio gas plants to farmers and lighting systems for growers was one of your founders. So a definite link there with this podcast. Was it Was it just the two of you? No, we, we started it with the third founder, co-founder called Gary Jackson, who was one of the original co-founders of Halo, the taxi app, that I think everyone must be aware of. I think it, it, the, what they're called today is free now. So that was important that we had we're not the same to characters, very different. But what we have in common is that we're all exit founders and we know how tough and, and difficult it can be being a founder, particularly in this day and age. And that was the main motivation in starting Startup to Stand Up. That was the main motivation, Chris. How would you describe the typical member? Do they range across a wide spectrum of business sectors? There isn't which I suppose is quite strange, but at the same time is welcome um, because we really encourage everyone to have different sectors and come from different backgrounds because it works. It, it really does work. I would say we've got probably every sector covered, absolutely. More so, we, we're having a, a greater number of American founders joining us now, which again, makes it even more exciting, people across Europe. And we encourage that because they're able to join one one of our free groups we run every week. And the times are, are, are great. For, and they bring something else along. They give a different perspective, which is important. And they really do get the peer-to-peer stuff. We encourage everyone. We have got strict criteria for joining. And the main criteria is that you've got to be a founder. You have to be um, ambitious. You, you really need to want to uh, grow and scale your business. That's imperative. 
The third thing I think to mention here, Chris, is a willingness, propensity to show that you are uh, able to help others and willing to help others. That's really important. And take advice yourself. So it's a two-way street. And I see you were founded in uh, 2020, presumably at the height of the pandemic. Was that perhaps the catalyst for a startup to stand-ups formation? I speak to anything between 90 to 120 founders a month who are looking to join startup to stand-up. And absolutely, I think COVID was a, a catalyst. We set it up as well because we're exited founders and we didn't know what COVID, what long-term effects COVID was going to have on founders in the UK. So we felt um, compelled to, to start in this and making sure that founders had a safe and secure environment. They could regularly exchange ideas and come up with ideas and solutions. I speak to many founders who have started because they were in a corporate job, a corporate role. They were working from home. They got a side hustle going and then all of a sudden, the side hustles uh, got to a critical mass where they've resigned from the corporate world and, and become a founder. They turn around and they haven't got the big uh, team. They haven't got the HR department. They haven't got accounts and, and payroll marketing teams. All of a sudden, they're sitting there maybe on their own or with co-founders and they're wearing all of these different hats. And it's, it is a, a, a very tough transition. I spoke to a founder the other day, Chris. He said, probably about three weeks ago now, he said that he's building this unbelievable platform. He said to me, Ollie, it's been a really great call. I've welcomed this because I'm working six days a week, on average 12 to 14 hours a day on this project. And you're the first human I've spoken to in two days. Just think about that for a minute. He may have come out of a corporate role, and now he's working in his, in his flat, building this fantastic product. And he hasn't got, until we came along, that human touch. Yeah, that uh, human touch uh, when you're working on your own is, is so important. And uh, perhaps for those moving from corporates, Ollie, it's a totally different environment striking out on your own, isn't it? Uh, you've only got your own backside to kick. And with the development of communication devices during COVID, Running a network group like yours has probably become much easier, hasn't it? Do, do you find that no matter which business sector your members are involved in, whether it's tech, fashion, jewellery or whatever, the issues they face as founders are invariably the same? Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> and what I often realise, we'll be sitting in a, a meeting. We've just opened out our latest group, which runs every Thursday at 1pm UK time. Some of the responses founders get incredible, real insights because people have been there before them. They come from the most unexpected uh, sources. They come from the ups, people who you wouldn't expect to have a not, but everyone's been there. And I think it's if, if you if you've been a founder, it's it, it gives you um, a lot of skill. I think um, I was reading the other day that. People in society as a whole, they respect founders because of what they've been through. And we're seeing a lot of people within our community who are very much benefiting from being part of um, a peer-to-peer group for a whole host of different reasons. And I think that human side, the ability to find 
solutions and ideas and networking opportunities is important, very important. I wonder, uh, Olive, you could sum up uh, the benefits of networking in general and membership of Startup to Stand-Up in, uh, in particular. We've been, up until now, very virtual. A lot of our events have been, we've had a few physical events, but we've got a, some big, huge announcements to make between now and Christmas, Chris, on what we're doing next year in 24. And we've got a number of live events planned with other founder communities and, and some fa- fantastic things we're looking to do. And I just believe that if founders have got, if they're working like the guy I just mentioned, about 12, 14 hours a day on their own, building whatever, and they're six days a week, it's crucial for them to break that pattern. They're not just talk to other founders and they're learning and, and talking about current trends, what's working for others, what's not, getting involved in discussions on WhatsApp groups and Slack. And we're doing so much to encourage that. It, it, it generates ideas for everyone. Only the uh, definition of a founder is well understood, but uh, is there a place for people who, let's say, head up an established company who come from outside, perhaps because the founder has retired or passed off? There are other peer-to-peer groups um, for people like that. Vistage is a, a good example of, of, of you know, people who, who work for, for, for others, be it in a, a directorship, whatever role it is. But we are looking purely for um, entrepreneurs, founders, who have either what business, started a business, and it's a, a, a very key distinction there. So it's a very targeted membership then? But as many you consider, Chris, there's 350,000 businesses every year that started in the UK. And that seems to be growing, a growing number. And also the, when you factor in that we've got European members and members coming in from the States, it's, it's a huge pull. We've got a bit of everything. We've got three committed meetings a, a, a week, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., all UK time. That, that tends to attract the US audience because of the time zone. We've then got Wednesday morning at 8 and we've got every Thursday lunchtime at 1 o'clock. Each of those meetings is hosted by a very experienced and talented host. Three, three weekly meetings where members will come in and we don't know what we're going to get. It's not Prime Minister's question time. We've got no idea what's going to be raised. Founders come in and hosts will go around the room and say, is there any challenges or anything you want to raise, any opportunities, hurdles, whatever it is, they'll raise it and the community on that call will, will do their best to help. On top of that, we're, we've got an educational element to start up to stand up because we listen very carefully and pay a lot of attention to our members. And if they say they need help with accountancy, um, anything corporate or, or sort of commercial law, fundraising is a big one, marketing, sales, uh, AI is a big one. We've got a brilliant call booked in December where demystifying AI and how to harness it for your business. Whatever it is, we have five to six guest speakers a month who will come in and tackle and have a sort of conversation with our founders about 
every, every subject you can imagine. And Ollie, apart from the obvious networking opportunities, are there any other tangible benefits from membership? Absolutely, yeah. We've introduced a lot this year. There's a lot to be coming in in 24. But I suppose one of the biggest things is the access to members. We've got incredibly busy WhatsApp groups. We introduced in June, which members get as part of their membership is standard, and it's called Business Essentials. So what that does, if a founder needs access to a lawyer, could be on a commercial issue. It could be something to do with employment-related or a tribunal, whatever it is, they can go and, and get access to a lawyer. In the event of a HMRC in, inspection, the founder can go and have a, a chat with an accountant. Even things like, it sounds crazy, but there, there's something called jury service cover. So in the event that a founder has to go off and they might be at a, a, a jury for six to eight weeks or however long, we've put cover in, in place from so that's business essentials and yeah, we're delighted. No, I don't think that's crazy at all. It's a valuable benefit for those who work on their own or as part of a small team. So where can my listeners uh, who might uh, fit into your membership criteria find out more about Startup to Stand? Contact me on LinkedIn. We've got a, a homepage for Startup to Stand Up or our website, which is www.startup2. Standup.com. We do probably three or four posts a day on LinkedIn. So we're very active. We're involved in a lot of discussions and content on LinkedIn. And, and what we say, if you're a founder, you're welcome uh, to come in and uh, have two guest sessions, come in as our guest to join um, our, our weekly sessions to see what you get. We encourage that because it's important for us that they can see what we're about, you can test drive it and then um, see if it's for you or not. So, yeah, lots of uh, lots of things going on. Now, Ollie, there's been a lot to pack into this episode and you can see how valuable it must be for those founders who often feel very lonely out there, despite many of them having considerable experience in the uh, business world, in the corporate world. Yeah, and something that we're a new initiative, which I think is important, as we're saying goodbye to 2023 and looking at 24 a lot of our members and founders in general will be looking at the new year thinking about what they want to achieve their targets and stuff like that and joining i feel a peer-to-peer group can be really valuable it, it can it can often be a one of the best new year resolutions you can make uh chris and one thing we're, we're going to be well is, is accountability in a new year. So if a founder maybe has set five goals or, or 10, they've got 10 targets or whatever it is, they can share them with us and then we can hold them accountable, look at, come back every three months or six months, whatever time period, and make sure they're on track. And I think that there's a lot of value in that, really is. Well, that's brilliant, Holly. Thank you so much for your time and, uh, yeah, for unveiling the considerable benefits in being able to share experiences, uh, access new ideas, solve issues, and bolster perhaps the inner confidence at the path that founders have chosen by simply talking to others through groups like Startup to Stand Up. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. 
Starting a business is a significant achievement for many entrepreneurs, but maintaining one is often a series of challenges. For instance, but yeah, a small business should not allow itself to become too dependent on a single client. And if a single client makes up more than half your income, you are more of an independent contractor than a business owner. Then in cash, having enough cash to cover the bills is a must for any business, but it is also necessary for every individual for business or life. And one will emerge as a capital drain that puts pressure on the other. A number of small businesses start with the founders working a job and building a business simultaneously. That split focus can make it challenging to grow a business, but running out of cash makes growing a business impossible. And then well-being. It's essential to find the right balance between working hours and business success. The hours, the work, and the constant pressure to perform where are even the most passionate individuals. And what if you get hit by a car? Is your business still producing income the next day? A business can't operate without its founder. Is a business with a deadline. Many businesses suffer from founder dependent. The what if question does need to be addressed. And when a business is not founder dependent, there comes a time when issues from growth seem to match or even outweigh the benefits. It's usually that level of personal engagement and attention to detail that makes a business successful. There is a large middle ground between shoddy work and an unhealthy obsession with quality and compromise is often required. And lastly, do tap into the experience of others. Join in a networking group such as Startup to Stand Up will pay absolute dividends because you can bet your bottom dollar that other founders would have tackled and overcome those issues and more. So thank you again to Ollie. That terrific run through the benefit offered to a very special band of people, the startup founders. So I'm Chris Biddle. Thank you for joining me. And this is Inside Agritone.